There is just so much love for President Trump. I can't even stand it. Uh, the vote marches on. Trump does get a win in the courts. Uh, it ain't over in Arizona. And I love getting information and advice from racists. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, we're back. So, the election results keep coming in. Uh, for some reason, we don't know why exactly, Trump is now losing in Pennsylvania and losing in Georgia. Georgia, he's probably still going to take because the military vote hasn't been done. Uh, Pennsylvania, of course, this always happens in the middle of the night. Uh, Biden took a lead. Biden was down by 600,000 votes in Pennsylvania. So you go figure how that actually happened. Uh, Decision Desk HQ has declared Biden the winner. NBC has declared Biden the winner. Even though a bunch of folk, a bunch of states are still not settled. According to the Daily Wire, according to CBS Atlanta, with 100% of precincts reporting and a vast majority of the ballots counted in the states of Georgia, Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden has amassed 2,449,377 votes, giving him a 917-vote lead over President Trump, who has amassed 2,448,454 votes, Libertarian candidate Joe Jorgensen gathered 61,000 votes. Both Trump and Biden received 49.9% of the vote. According to the office of Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger at 8.15 a.m. on Friday, approximately 8,197 ballots remained to be counted dispersed this way. Floyd counted 444. Gwinnett County, 4,800. Lawrence County, 1797. Taylor's County. Okay, so why is this important? Um, The number of votes determines. When you're dealing with 917 votes ahead, it's kind of important that um, for analysts, they can sit back and look where these counties are coming from and whether those counties are conservative or liberal counties. So, uh, as far as we can see, there's something like 10,000 ballots from the military that are not counted, and the military is going to lean heavily towards Trump, theoretically, because we can't tell what is absolutely going on. So, according to a couple of news outlets, Trump has lost, Biden has won, but here's the thing, we need to let the process move. Trump is taking this to court. And Trump has notched a couple of wins in Pennsylvania. On Thursday, after a judge ruled that some ballots lacked identifying voter information, those votes were supposed to be set aside and not counted. The idea here is this is going to actually move ballots that may or may not be eligible to be counted. That's going to move ballots into kind of a... uh, a ballot purgatory, the counts will continue. And what this gal, her name is uh, Mary Hannah Levitt, 
she works for the Common Court of Pennsylvania, Commonwealth Court of Pennsylvania, said that basically, listen, let's hold these to the side, and then you can go to the superior courts. That is the Court of Appeals, then the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, and finally the U.S. Supreme Court. So this is a victory for Trump because it's basically acknowledging that there are these ballots are kind of questionable, so let's let them out. And by the way, this is the problem with mail-in balloting. You can't do mail-in balloting. It's crap. So what uh, Levitt said was, the county board of elections shall segregate ballots for which identification is received and verified on November 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2020 from ballots from which identification is received and verified before November 9th, 2020. The segregation of of for which identification is received and verified on November 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2020, shall not be counted until the full order of the court. Now, that's good. And that's how it should be handled. It definitely will be useful. It will definitely be a useful judgment if Pennsylvania needs to do a recount because then we don't have to go through ballot by ballot. And it looks like Pennsylvania is probably going to need to do a recount. But it also leaves open the fact that if Biden ends up losing the state, a challenge can be made for the Biden campaign, which, by the way, is fine. That's exactly what should happen. This is going to be a long one. Do not be shocked if we go through half of December in this whole garbage. Um, so it's also not over in Arizona. President Trump is still in line to overtake uh, Joe Biden in Arizona, according to MSNBC. Uh, Arizona officials are continuing to tabulate outstanding ballots, and a lot of the ballots that are uncounted come from conservative areas. Now, Trump is down by quite a bit. I mean, he is down by, I think it's three or 4,000. I'd have to look it up again. Um, but ballots include Pima County, uh, which is a good sign for Trump, Maricopa Co County, which is a good sign for Trump. Um, Garrett Archer, a date. Uh, uh, this is from uh, Daily Wire. Garrett Archer, a data journalist for ABC 15 Arizona, backed up data or orbitals read on the data. So the one I just read was from a company called Data or Orbital, um, and it looks like. Uh, Trump is in line to actually overtake Biden. Now, if let's just say, let's get wild and crazy and say Trump does overtake Biden. Could you not make this any more confusing? That makes Pennsylvania and Georgia now more important. And this is why Trump is actually going after Pennsylvania, going after Georgia, and going after Wisconsin. And he's probably going to win North Carolina and Alaska. That's not really a thing. But, you know, Trump had a 600,000 vote lead in Pennsylvania and suddenly it's gone. That brings us to the question is, was there voter fraud? <sighs> yes, there have been signs of voter fraud. There have been signs of malfeasance. <clears throat> was it 600,000? We don't know. There was one report, and I made this one yesterday, that there were 130,000 votes and not one vote went to Trump. Apparently, that did not happen. So we're getting mixed messages. This is 
I can't remember where I saw this, but this is the cloud of war. Okay, these we are stuck in the fog of war, where we really don't know what's going on. And Trump supporters, I, I belong to a group on the internet on uh, Facebook called Deplor Deplorables, and you should hear the things that they're saying. And that that's the cloud, that's the fog of war. We're saying we're all kind of panicking. Well, one of the things we need to do is stop panicking, is just relax. Everything, by the way, we had a great election, the Republicans did. I know we may lose the presidency, may, mind you. I'm not saying we've lost the presidency, but we did have a great election. And Republicans need to remember that and not panic so much. Could Trump win this? Yeah, he still can. So in another story, I, I, I just mentioned that Republicans actually had a great election. And it gets kind of lost because of the because we might lose the presidential election. But we need to remember, we won a ton of state legislatures. We won a governor. We actually gained a governor. Uh, we gained 15 houses, uh, 15 seats in the House of Representatives, which is like 30% of the ones that were running. That's huge. Typically, Republican, typically candidates do not beat an incumbent. Well, we beat 15 of them. That was huge. Uh, we are going to take the Senate probably by a 52 to 48 uh, tally, which is great. It means that the Biden administration is going to be very handcuffed on what they can do. Um, we did really well this election. Well, one of the things I love is when Democrats sit back and tell us what went wrong. And there's nothing better than I like to hear from that race baiter, Al Sharpton. He was on MS. Uh, he was on MSNB, uh, MSNBC uh, on the Morning Joe show, and he actually acknowledged Republicans did very well. Now let's listen. Why don't you just uh, he, uh, let me read you what he said? He has done better. Quote: He has done better than, in my judgment, he should have with black men and Hispanics. Which means that we've got to really look at the civil rights community, both on the Latino and the African American side. On a, re on a real conversation in our communities on what it is to be different in terms of being entrepreneurial aspirants and being fair in terms of how we look from the whole. There's his problem. I'm going to talk about it. I think he appealed to some that wanted to feel that they had to be a certain kind of way to be aspirational and that you can be that and still be centrist. I think that a lot of them bought into the false view they were putting out on Joe Biden with the crime bill rather than dealing with the fact that Joe Biden was going along with the majority of people, even in the black leadership with the black crime bill. Okay. Did you think um, Al Sharpton learned anything from this election? The Democrat losses? Do you think he picked up on any side? Or does it sound like he's thinking, oh, we need to double down on what's going on and we need to basically bring the fold back to the flock. Bring everyone back to the fold. 
That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about things that maybe the Democrats were a little short on, which upset the uh, black and Latino communities. Oh, hey, by the way, upset the Muslim community too, because apparently uh, Muslim voting went up 30%, which, by the way, Muslims are pretty conservative if they're not radical, so that's not actually a real shock. Remember, I used to live with a Muslim family, and they were very conservative. They voted for Trump in 2016. They voted for him again in 2020. But here's another here's another one. Um, going forward, Sharpton said that Biden and Kamala Harris are going to have to work to capture those communities if they want to win the White House again. So, in other words, okay, here he is. Here's his quote. Quote, I really believe that there's going to be a lot of work in those areas. If we ignore it or act like it doesn't matter, I think it is not wise. And I think if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, if they're successful, are going to really have to work. So in other words, again, don't look at the mistakes of the Democratic Party, is what Sharpton's doing. He's pointing at the problems the Democratic Party had, convincing blacks that they were victims and Hispanics that they were victims. And so when he says that they're going to have to work harder, what he's basically saying is, you're going to have to go and tell those people they're victims again. Here's the problem. A lot of those blacks and Latinos that the Democrats lost, they lost because of the law and order message of Trump, because Illegal immigration is not something anybody wants. And because people believe in freedom and individuality and they think that, no, we're not really stuck. We can actually accomplish things. That is a thing with blacks, they do, blacks and Latinos. They do believe they have some freedom. They do believe they're individuals. They do believe they can make their choices. And they don't believe in the narrative that you have to be vote black to be black. You have to vote Democratic to be black, which is a, a Trump. Charles Blow of the New York Times was really upset over the uh, gains that Trump made during the election uh, in the, for the minorities. So this is from the New York Times. Um, quote, this is so personally devastating to me. By the way, that is not an objective journalist. Just to, Just to throw that out there. It's devastating to you that blacks voted Republican? Aren't you supposed to be a open-minded, unbiased journalist? Yeah, well, we can see where the New York Times is going. So anyway, this is so personally devastating to me. The black male vote for Trump increased from 13 to 18% this year. The black female vote for Trump doubled from 4 to 8% this year. Also, and by the way, I think it's probably higher than that. Also, once again, exit polls show a majority of white women voting for Trump. Also, the percentage of the LGBT voting for Trump doubled from 2016. Doubled! This is why LGBT pe people of color don't really trust white gays. Yes, I said what, yes, I said what I said, period. 
Also, the percentage of Latinos and Asians voting for Trump increased from 2016, according to exit polls. Yet more evidence that we can't depend on browning of America to dismantle the white supremacy and erase anti-blackness. I, I, I mean, this is supposed to be a journalist. My Lord, they they have bitten into that narrative and they're going to keep they're going to close those jaws like a pit bull and make sure that narrative does not get away here's the problem with these guys they're doubling down on the same narrative that cost them 15 seats in the house and allowed republicans to keep the senate allowed the republicans to gain a governorship allowed the republicans to keep the the state districts and city districts they turned a ton of districts local local districts they turned republican and yet, they don't get that calling anyone they don't agree with a racist, homophobe, xenophobe, sexist, and misogynist is the way to convince people of their policy and their social agendas. They think they can just call me a racist and suddenly I'm going to say, oh, you're right. And this whole anti-black narrative is just disgusting. That is what's racist. People don't want to hear how terrible our country is and will always be. That's what they keep saying. Our country is never going to be not racist. Never. People of color see this stuff and are beginning to reject it. The Democrats do not understand that they have to change their philosophy, but they won't do it. Republicans had the same problems before Donald Trump. Republicans hated Donald Trump. He won his election. Trump won the election because of his message. Then, as president, his message got through most of the Republicans in Congress and people who did not vote for him in 2016 embraced his message. That's me. I did not vote for him in 2016. I didn't vote for president in 2016. I thought they were both horrid. What is Trump's message? What message is, is Trump throwing out there? Well, how about the United States is the greatest country in world history, and we are an exceptional country? How about we are individuals with a set of freedoms given to us by God, and government shouldn't impede on those freedoms? Does that sound familiar? That's in the Constitution. How about our country should be protected by a strong military, border security, and securing our, our technology? from foreign attacks, from foreign uh, sources like China or Russia or Iran. How about law and order? Pe thugs should not be burning buildings. How about socialism is bad? Capitalism is what created prosperity, not just in the United States, but throughout the world. That drugs that cured polio, measles, came from the United States and we were able to give those throughout the world. How about the media is just completely slanted and they have been slanted for decades. How about he works for the people? That President Trump is not president but he's got bosses, 370 million of them. This is a message that permeates. These are messages that permeate.
The messages bring pride to people. These messages are positive. It makes people love this country and make it love it so much that it is worth fighting for. Biden's message was negative. It was negative. It's not that we this is a great country and that Biden's message is this is not a great country. It will never be a great country. And that all he's going to do is protect people so the country doesn't get worse. That's a negative message. No wonder he stayed in his uh, cellar the entire, the entire race. Democrats don't get that this is what positivity is what wins elections. This is why the Democrats lost 30% of their House seats and they lost the Senate and they lost the districts and they lost the governorship even though they gained a lame duck president is essentially what's going to end up happening. And they still haven't won the presidency. So we're not quite there yet. And I'm not going to sit there and call the presidency. I, I don't think things look good for Trump, but I'm not going to sit there and say, and I'm not going to panic if Trump loses. Trump has already done his job. So to give you an example of how dumb Democrats are. And this is kind of a, this is kind of a thing. Claire McCaskill, a Democrat from Missouri, lost her bid uh, for Congress. Uh, and she said it was because Democrats were becoming tone deaf. This is what she said on MSNBC. Whether you are talking guns or abortion or gay marriage and rights for transsexuals and other people who we as a party look after and make sure they are treated fairly. As we circled the issues, we left voters behind and Republicans dove in. I hate to tell you, Claire McCaskill, completely correct. That's what it was. AOC, this absolute genius, who will be running for Senate in 2020, for, in 2022? She said, God, she's so freaking stupid. I can't even stand it. She said, why do we listen to people who lost elections as if they are experts in winning elections? By the way, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez won with like a thousand votes. We're not talking that this broad actually had to do a lot. She walked around a, like four, a four square block area and won an election. Let's not get crazy with her. McCaskill tried her approach. She ran a caravan hysteria, Dem, and lost while grassroots organizers won progressive measures in Missouri. Her language here shows she took her base for granted. Um, that's bullshit. McCaskill, what's she saying? We can't say we're going to ban guns. We can't say we're really for abortion. We can't say that we're going, you know, gays. we got to protect gays and transsexuals. She's saying... McCaskill is saying we lost most of the people. And then you've got AOC saying they got AOC saying, well, she's full of crap. And that because she doesn't follow socialism, that's why she lost Missouri. Hey, newsflash, Missouri is a completely conservative state. McCaskill holding, holding a seat is amazing on itself. But for AOC to think that her Green New Deal and that BS socialism thing is going to be a thing 
embraced in Missouri is just absolutely idiotic. So let me make this simple. Let's just give it an overview and let's make it simple. I hope Democrats follow AOC in the next two years. The 30-year-old dunce whose only job outside of being a congressman was being a part-time bartender. After 2022, the Republicans will be running the government for the next 20 years. McCaskill is 100% right in what she's saying. The Democratic Democrats have picked and chosen certain platforms that have nothing to do with 98% of the other Americans. And they still think they'll win. The Democratic Party right now is fractured. It's falling apart. It's no longer. It is now liberal, progressive, and left. There's just no way. Don't, don't be shocked if it actually splits into different if it splits into different parties, or if a bunch of the centrist Democrats, the liberals, like, um, well, I can't name anyone right now, like Dave Rubin is an example, actually flip on to the Republican side because the Republicans' message is better. And because we don't curse them every time they say, well, we're pro-abortion, okay, let's have a discussion. That is happening now. That is happening now. The Republican Party right now is united. President Trump is the one that united it. Whether he wins or loses, he has already had an impact that will reverberate throughout history for generations. History, if Trump loses, history is going to find that Trump will be the most influential one-term president in the history of the United States. And that should kind of take the sting out of him losing. I'm going to go over a little bit uh, because let's take a look at the media. Um, there's this gal on the show, The View, which for some reason is seen as a political show, even though these people are completely off the rails. It's a gal named Sonny Hostin. She feels that over 68 million Americans who voted for Trump are selfish because they voted for someone who she says is a racist, misogynist, and a homophobe. Um, just, just listen to this. I especially actually don't trust this alleged exit polling of black male voters because we know that the majority of black votes that we're getting that are getting counted now were early voters, uh, early votes and absentee votes. And so exit polls are notoriously mercurial, notoriously incorrect. And so the notion that the right is pushing that Trump got more black votes, especially more black male votes is just categorically, I think, incorrect. But the other thing um, mm -hmm. is that I am actually surprised um, that this race has been so close, not because of the pollsters, but more importantly, because mm -hmm. of the botched job that this president did. I mean, for the past four years, this president has shown us that he is a misogynist, that he is homophobic, that he is uh, racist, and that he can, that he mismanaged a, a, a coronavirus pandemic to the tune of over 250,000 American deaths. Yet 50% of America right. saw all of that and looked the other way to their brothers and their sisters and said, I'm going to vote for him anyway. And that is really disheartening because for me, that means that you are selfish, right? I'm not going to say that 50% of Americans are racist and sexist and, and, and homophobic, 
But I will say that that tells me that they will look the other way to that kind of behavior, to the plight of their fellow Americans, if personally they feel that they are right. doing okay and that they will do better under that uh, that right. type of presidency. And that, I think, is despicable. Now, it is un-American. Now, I know that the hosts of The View are not exactly rocket scientists. In fact, I'm pretty sure they know nothing about politics. They just talk out their asses. Um, in, in fact, all the people of The View are just celebrities with the same leftist view of every cele- that every celebrity in Hollywood actually already has. They aren't journalists. Whoopi Goldberg started a movie where she played a criminal lounge singer nun that became a nun. I mean, this is this is this is who we're getting our political advice from. And just for the fact that this Sonny Hostin doesn't know shit from I, I don't know shit from honey. I it's it just it, I know bad weird analogy, but this gal is sitting back and she's saying. The pandemic. She named a misogynist, a racist, and a what was the other thing he she called him, and a um, misogynist, racist, and homophobe. I would love to know where she got all that shit. I would love to know where she got all that shit. When was he racist? When was he a homophobe? What did he do that made him a homophobe? What did he do that made him a misogynist? Well, he is a misogynist, but I mean, but it continues with our elites. Actress Janelle Manoa, I've never heard of her. I don't know where. She tweeted, and this was funny, actually, F Donald Trump and every American citizen, celebrity, white woman, black man, etc., who supported him. Burn. And in the tweet, it has a picture of her standing in front of a mirror taking a selfie in a spandex, gray spandex suit with a sports bra. How can you even take that seriously? How can you even take that seriously? These people are so out of touch. She ended up deleting that tweet, but then a little later she tweeted something else. I'm not going to list for y'all you do the research and see who gave him millions of votes. Sounds like a threat to me. Sounds like doxing. Twitter did nothing about it. If I doxed, let's say, Nancy Pelosi, I'm sure I would be suspended. But And again, she deleted the tweet. Twitter didn't delete the tweet. Another actor, John Lizuguemo, I don't know, Leg... Lexuzimo? I, I can never pronounce the guy's name. He starred in um, movies like... Uh, oh, jeez. That's how long it's been since this guy's been in a movie. I don't even remember any of his movies. He's he's actually a decent actor, but he doesn't... I guess he doesn't know how to pick movies because he hasn't been in one for a while. So, let's, let's read this one. Florida is dead to me. Let the lemmings drive their golf carts into the ocean. I These actors don't understand how they actually talk down to people. So anyone who voted for Trump is an arctic and colorful rodent? In other words, we're rats? This is unifying? 
This is what Biden is supposed to unify? Do you think myself and John Liguizamo are gonna have are gonna ever be able to have a civil discussion about politics? I don't even want to watch his movies now. Well, if he's ever done a movie, uh, done a movie that didn't go straight to DVD, I, I, this is not civil. This is not unifying. And by the way, I'm pretty sure most Americans that voted for Donald Trump don't have golf carts or maybe even don't play golf. This is, that's a prejudice. We talk about we talk about, they talk about racism and they talk about sexism and they talk about homophobia and all this stuff and yet they insult anyone. It doesn't matter what your race, sex, or gender is. They insult you if you vote for Trump. Finally, to prove my point, we have Kathy Griffin who blocked me from her Twitter account, I'm proud to say, because I kept trying to debate her whenever she said something freaking stupid. And I'm not a a lot of a lot of um, a lot of uh, Twitter folks call me a troll. I'm not a troll. I don't insult anybody, and if I do, I quickly apologize. But I do debate. I do say no, you're wrong, and here it, here's the link that tells you you're wrong. Do you remember last year when she tweeted, or two years ago when she tweeted a picture of her holding a severed head? of Donald Trump a la ISIS. By the way, she was never banned from Twitter for that. And the tweet, she deleted the tweet from her Twitter account simply because she got into trouble for it. Well, she decided to re-release it. It was really tacky. She has lost all attention she got when she released it for the first time. She's not getting any attention anymore. And she decided if I re-release it, maybe I'll get some attention. That's what I see. I don't see her. Should you be pissed off about this crap? If you heard my podcast uh, recently, you might say no. If you didn't, you probably are saying yes. Here's the thing. We learned this election. People aren't buying the less bullshit. We see that with the black, Hispanic, and female vote, that things are coming towards the Republicans. And we see, even if Joe Biden wins the presidency, there is not going to be any changes in the Democratic Party. They're going to continue to be leftists. And they're just going to lose more and more. What is it that the Emperor Palpatine said? Or Princess Leia said to Grand Moff Tarkin? The more you tighten your fist, tighten on these systems, the more will slip from your fingers. That's exactly what has happened. We see with the popular vote that said Trump would be down by 10 points. Trump's down by two points. Hell, gays are voting for Trump. The left is saying the reason Trump and the Republicans did so well is the rejection of intersectionality and identity politics. The left is so arrogant or just stupid. They don't realize people are rejecting identity politics and intersectionality. They think it's stupid. It's it's mainstream now, but it's already losing steam. Here's the thing. 
let them go crazy. Let them call everyone who doesn't agree with them racist, sexist, xenophobe, homophobe, bigoted, and a misogynist. The left doesn't get that these vicious attacks are becoming, well, boring. Old. No one cares. I've been called a racist on Twitter dozens, dozens of times. I don't troll Twitter again. I debate on Twitter. It doesn't mean anything to me to be called a racist, a sexist, dumb, stupid. None of that matters. Well, the good news is I'm not the only one who thinks that. And Republicans who've been spineless for so long are becoming outspoken. And that is Donald Trump. And that is going to stay around for a long time, even if Donald Trump loses the presidency. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, uh, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can... uh, uh, you can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I have a, a rather substantial set of show notes and links you can take a look at. I hope you guys have a great weekend. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.